Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the show. My name is Charlton with Big C. This is Charlton and Big C Sports coming to you worldwide on the Big C Sports Network on the number one network in the United States of America. And Big C Sports has been voted the number one sports show in the universe, according to Big C and them good old boys down south. I want to say bienvenidos to all of our listeners in Latin America, also across the pond in London, England, as well as Paris, France, and of course, you good old boys from in Canada, you know we love you in Africa, the Big C tribe. But Big C, there's no one we love more than you good old boys down south in the land of the free and the home of the brave on a beautiful June the 28th, 2018. And Big C's going to be calling in shortly. I think he's still down there trying to catch that catfish. Now, I don't know if you caught that catfish yet, Big C. But you were gargling when I was talking to you earlier, so we're going to play your microphone as Big C Sports was rolling right along on a beautiful, kind of a hot day in California. I know it's a little bit warm for you good old boys down south. A lot going on in the world of the sports universe. We have Russia. You know, Russia's been tampering with our phone lines the last couple last couple of shows. I know it. I can hear it. We have, uh, we have AT&T working on it right now. They traced it back to Russia. Big C, I didn't know you were calling in from Russia, but it looks like that's where the tamper is coming from. But also, the World Cup, love the World Cup going on. And I really want to appreciate the fact that since Germany got knocked off yesterday, almost anybody can win it. You look at Serena Williams. She's going to be the 25th seed in Wimbledon. Can't say enough about the beautiful Serena Williams and how dominant she's been. World of the WNBA is going on. People want to know, will Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson make the Ryder Cup? We know they are a good couple. they got to have those two out there. I think it's good for the world of golf. They don't have to be the best in the world. Phil's ranked in the top 10 in the in the U.S. And Tiger's ranked at 39th, but we know he's had some surgeries to deal with. But you still got to have those two guys when you're talking about who's going to be the best. In the world of the NFL, what do you say about Jameis Winston? He gets a three-game suspension for touching a woman where he should not have touched her. And we were big on saying there's no excuse for sexual assault against any woman or any man. I think a line, uh, a football player, Terry Crews, came out. He actually spoke to Congress. Now, he's a big, strong ex-football player, the guy with the big muscles on his chest. He also talked about dealing with assault. So don't just think it's about women and having to deal with that. We got to make sure that everybody who's dealing with that issue can get some help. I think there's a bill of rights that they're trying to add with Congress, the help of Congress just signing that law. For anyone who's ever been assaulted, you have a right to go after your, the person who did it, the perpetrator. And also, we know for a lot of women and men too, they have this fear. There's a fear factor about it. But I, I just wanna, I wanna start off about Winston. I know the NFL has some very notable quarterbacks that have also been charged with sexual assault that still play today and still played in Super Bowls. And so I'm not making excuses for Winston. I think at some point in time, we all, I mean, who's without sin, cast the first stone or rock or whatever they call it. But there's a time when you have to say, you know what, maybe I need some mentors around me to talk to me about what I can or can't do again. There are no perfect people. Anything consensual, all for it. Adults do what they want to do. There are those who pretend they don't, but we know the truth. But whenever you're after somebody who doesn't want to be touched, you don't have a right to just go and grab people. So when it comes to Winston, I know he's taking that three-game suspension right now. Okay? That's a smart thing for him to do financially because there are a couple other players that are also brought up on suspension. And I want to get into that after I say this segment is sponsored by your Northern California Cadillac dealers. 
home of the all-new Cadillac Escalade, the standard of the world. And when you go by and test drive yours, tell them Charlton and Big C Cinchin. Before I get on Winston, Tom Brady was, the, I think, suspended about four games for letting some air out of some footballs. That's what they said, how he did it when he was in the game. I have no idea. You know we have television cameras that pan the sidelines. When I used to work with Fox Sports and CBS Sports and NBC Sports as well as ABC in the ESPN days back in the truck when they would come out to the Bay Area, they have cameras on everybody. So if Tom Brady was letting air out of the footballs, wouldn't it be a camera that's about 26 cameras on a football field that would have seen it? That they could have gone back and said, you see, there it is with the needle. But they didn't do that. But whatever they found out, they knew that he was doing something, so he had to pay the price. But he got four games for an air out of footballs. We just opened the show by telling you, Terry Crews, former football player. He's now an actor. He's, a, he's still very well chiseled. And he just spoke to Congress about some assault that he was going through as a, as a grown man. And when you think about the fact that T Cruz, someone who dealt with the assault as a grown man, and we'll get Big C on the line, he did that and he kept it silent for a long time, but it happened, it happens to men too. But again, this thing with Winston, I don't, I don't wanna be so hard on him, but I don't wanna be soft on him either. Because we know that the NFL has had several players that played in the in the Super Bowls, they have the same type of accusations against them. We know many players have had things allegedly against them that was or was not true. Ruben Foster just had his situation with the 49ers dropped. But for Winston, some of the guys he's up against that are also facing suspensions. NFL's facing suspensions, Mark Ingram, four games. PED use, Julian Edelman, four games, PED use. Thomas Davis, Four games, PEDs, Vontez perfect. Four games for PEDs. So why is that more punishable than assault? Now, Big C, I know you're calling. I don't know if you caught that catfish, Big C, but we, we, we were telling people Big C was underwater. It was underwater snorkeling, or do you just hold your breath for that long, Big C, when you go down and get catfishing, Big C, like, like Forrest Gump? Your thoughts, Big C? Well, we don't smoke and we noodle, Charles. So we go down there and grab them. We, we grab them in the mouth and put our arm down their throat. And so we let them know who's boss. You know, that yeah. you know, I, I'm about to pull your guts out and put you on the grill. And that's what uh, we're going to put you in some hot grease, Charles. And yes. we're going to do that. But, you know, look, looking at that point that you're making about Winston yeah. and, and other players in the NFL, you know that you have a conduct policy, Charlton, in your contract. Yeah. We, we're not dealing with high school players. We're dealing with people who should surround themselves, Charlton, with people that are in their financial bracket. Yeah. Okay? This is what you do. When you don't do that, Charlton, and you surround yourself by hanger-ons, and that's what you're going to get, not in the PEDs, but in these assault cases, Charlton. Yeah. You're hanging out with people who normally don't make the kind of money that you make. Yeah. So you put yourself in an environment where you set yourself up and make you vulnerable. And when you look at Winston, you know, he said he needs to make some better decisions when he came out of college. Really? Okay, yeah. Because he had a history of incident, stealing crab legs, committing an alleged sexual assault when he was in Florida State. The Florida State settled for a million dollars, Chelsea. They sure did. Out of court. They, they made a settlement with the young lady. So Jameis Winston knew of various incidents that he had and things that he had said in public. So... Here it is, at some point, as a broadcaster, as a teammate, as a coach, as an organization, you can't make excuses for players. No. When they sign on that dotted line and they're willing to take the millions of dollars that you put on the table, they say that they're going to be a responsible and reputable adult, Charlton. Yeah. That they're going to adhere to lead policies that the Player Association agrees to. I understand that the Player Association always files an appeal when there's a suspicion, excuse me, suspension handed down. Yes. But why is there a need for these suspensions to be handed down, Joseph? Is 100% of the NFL players putting themselves in these predicaments? No. Nope. Of PEDs, of assaults, Charlton? No. Of DUIs, of other allegations that are being laid out there? It, it, it's like in society when we talk about police forces, Charlton, that's in. Police forces are good people, for the most part. They are, yeah. 
But th- th- there's a couple guys that make everybody look bad. Yep. That make everybody want to turn on the guys in blue. Because of these incidents that we see that are caught on these video cameras now, Charlton, and even the ones that are not. Yeah. But that's not a representation of the entire police force, Charlton, throughout the United States. Just as when we have an athlete that's accused of, a, of an allegation of a, a misappropriate conduct, Charlton. Yeah. And, and we sit there, and every news outlet, including us, try to find a reason why this player should not get suspended, fined, charged, or whatever, Charlton. Yeah. You know, we're talking about Jameis Winston right now. Let me give you a former NFL player that this incident happened last week. His dad is a Hall of Famer. Yeah. He was a first-round draft pick out of the University of Miami. Kellen Winslow Jr. was charged last week, Dalton, with kidnapping, rape, sodomy, forceful sexual acts, and false imprisonment. This is a former NFL number one draft pick of the Cleveland Browns. Sure was. Who had a short-lived career out of the University of Miami. People thought he would eventually be a Hall of Famer coming out of college. He had better athletic attributes than his dad. But this is what happens, Charlton, when you put yourself in this type of environment. And Jameis Winston, being the face of a professional organization, you have more polarizing looks at you than anybody else on that team. Because you're the quarterback. Yeah. When we look at these quarterbacks now in the NFL, Charlton, commanding a $100 million contract. Yeah. Think about that. You have organizations willing to pay you $100 million, and you can't conduct yourself properly. I mean, you even riding in an Uber. You should have a limo taking you around town where you sit way in the back of the car. Yeah. Okay? Not in some little Uber car running around. But to do some misappropriate act, Charlton, alleged misappropriate act, with a driver, why even risk something like that, Charlton? Were you drinking too much? So you shouldn't drink if you're going to use that as an excuse. But this is what it comes down to. I know the NFL has a police department that investigates things. I don't know what happened with the NFL's investigation. But for something to have happened two years ago, it had to have some legs like a spider. It's still crawling. It's <laughs> okay? still crawling, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So w- w- when I look at Jameis Winston or any other athlete, Charlton, because I've been an athlete and, and I know how difficult that it is to get through anything without having somebody look at you sideways. Yeah. But I also understand, Charlton, that there's 95 to 98% of the players in the league that we never hear anything about. Yeah. So so why do we look at the players that we hear the negativity about? Last year, Ezekiel Elliott, he had a history of that, Charlton. Yeah. You know, you talk about Reuben Foster. These guys out of Alabama, every linebacker seems to have some type of problem coming to the NBA because they were the chosen ones when they were in Tuscaloosa because they walked on the water. Yep. You know, everybody who plays college football in Alabama can't get in trouble in Alabama. Well, Big C, maybe that's why you guys win so much. If you got guys that walk on water, you got to share that. That's the, Maybe it's vibranium in the skin that make them walk on water, Big C. They sure win like they walk on water. But I, I want to touch on something before I forget my thought. What happened to Jimbo Fisher? I'm not saying that one man could be held accountable for another man's misgivings. But it was Jimbo Fisher that coddled Winston when he was helping him win games at Florida State. I'm not blaming Jimbo. But if you know, I mean, we all know how universities go back to Michigan State where they hid the assault that was happening to young girls. They hid it because it was not their daughters. Okay, it was another man's daughters. So hey, those women are not that important. We gotta have this guy play ball because we might win a national championship. Jimbo Fisher, and I'm—I mean, there's two things here. Thank goodness you have people who will advocate for you and not throw you under the bus because of an accusation. When you point one finger at somebody, there's usually three pointing back at you. Coach told me that long time back in the day, and it's true. So when Jimbo runs. To get the job at Texas A&M, obviously the stuff that Winston's doing, 
had nothing to do with Jimbo leaving because it's been some time. But those allegations he had at Florida State, Jimbo was there defending them too. Big C, is that part of being coddled or is that not Jimbo's fault, your thought? Well, talk to me, it goes much deeper than Jimbo. Not. Jimbo Fisher didn't settle the lawsuit for, for Jameis Winston in Florida State against the young lady down there. You got to understand that. He was an accessory because he let the situation manifest itself. But Florida State is just as culpable as Jimbo Fisher is. Yeah. Jimbo Fisher probably had so many things relative in the closet that it was time to leave. Yeah. That he couldn't write the shit to Florida State, so he moved on. Yeah. The money was so good he, he couldn't stay behind regardless. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think Rick Patino, the, the, the past basketball coach at Louisville, said it best. I can't sit up and watch all 15 of these players at one time. That's true. Okay? Yeah. Things happen that are out of my control, and we hope that these players have some responsibility about themselves. Yeah. Now, when you look at a head coach of a football team, very difficult to watch 100 players. If a basketball coach can't watch 15, you know a football coach can't watch 100. Yeah. But you expect for these young men to re to behave responsibly, y'all. To not do the excessive drinking on campus because they're underage. Yes. To not get out and, and, and get into these fights and brawls that we hear about all the time. But Charlton, it's only a select few. And the reason why, just like you said, coddling, did Jimbo Fisher coddle him? Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. Florida State coddled him. Yeah. Because they paid somebody a million dollars to keep him playing. Look at the value of what Florida State got out of winning a national championship when Jameis Winston was a quarterback, Charlton. Yeah. Was that worth more than a million dollars? Sure was. Was it worth paying a million dollars for Jameis Winston's problem to go away and they win a national championship and probably benefited 25 to $50 million extra through the university through broadcasting and, you know, memorabilia yeah. and all those other things yeah. that they benefited. So that million dollars was throwaway money, y'all. That's how the university and the athletic department addressed that. So until they put the value, and let's go to Michigan State, when the young lady stood up and said, what is the value of a young girl? Because they would not prosecute Larry Nassar for years. Everybody turned their back That's right. on the young girls that were telling of the, the assaults that he was committing on them. Yeah. They said, well, you know, we got money involved here. We can't let this go public. Look at what it would cost us, our reputation plus the dollar. Yeah. That's what you have to understand when you're looking at these major institutions and, and them letting these young men in college get away with what they've gotten away with. So in, in a way, I don't feel bad about the NFL because they have a rookie symposium every year, Charlton. Yes. Telling you about your conduct, what they expect from you, what they expect for you not to do. Yeah. And they tell you what you're not going to do is embarrass us. Well, okay. Yeah. You are not bigger than the league. You are not going to embarrass us. And anytime you want to embarrass us, we will take 25% of your money from you. Think about that. Yeah. So you have to, as a grown man, you have to say, regardless of whether you're intoxicated or not, is what I'm about to do worth a minimum of 25% of my salary? Think yeah. about that. Yeah. Any, any person in America, man or woman, if you're going to go out and commit an incident in, in public for the, the, the private citizens, normally a DUI. Yeah. A DUI will cost you dearly. And so that's why they say don't drink and drive. If you're going to drink, have a designated driver. Yeah. Okay? So now when we look at these incidents of these NFL players, where it's PED, whether it's conduct detrimental to the team or the contract office, yes. you have to assess and, and you know, this is the thing that comes in, and I hate to use that terminology, dumb jock. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Because when you're willing to give away 25% of your salary for a stupid action that you're about to take, that's a dumb jock. You know, I, I love when we just call it what it is. I know the way to stop sexual assault, and I know it works 100% of the time. When the person doing the assaulting is visible. Most people don't do that in broad daylight. But I, I will make exception to what I just said also. I remember about 20 years ago when I was doing some work at the Coliseum with the 
I think it was that the Oakland Raiders were playing someone. And I'll never forget, there was this all-pro player on the outside of the, the, if you ever been to the Coliseum between where the Warriors play and where the Raiders and the the um, A's play, there's a, it's kind of a sunken parking lot structure. He was yelling at this woman so loud at the end of a game. Now this is a CBS sports game. And as media was walking through that tunnel from the stadium, there was about me and 30 other people. I, I said nothing. And I, to, to this day, I still remember that as much as anything I ever did. This guy's about 6'6", 340 pounds. He was an all-pro player. And this woman was half his size. Couldn't have been more than 5'6", maybe 130 pounds. And he yelled at her so loud for about a good 30 seconds, but no one said anything, not even me. And I still feel ashamed that I didn't say something. And so if we call people out, we can end this. I know a lot of people think, that is not my problem. I don't want to get involved. But imagine if that was your daughter. For any man, would we want another man to stand up and at least say stop at our call 911? Bixie, I think people like myself back in the day is a reason that it continued to exist. Your thoughts? Well, Charlton, it's going to exist regardless. Because there's a lot of parents that put their children in that situation. How's you that? You know you're not going to do better. You can't leave him. What are you going to have if you leave him? I've heard that conversation, look at, too. Look at the money that he makes. Look at the lifestyle he provides. Charlton, it's not just athletes. Women are put in situations over the decades where they will marry someone for financial status. Look at Weinstein. They will stay yeah. in abusive situations because of financial status. Let, let's look at the president's lawyer, Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. Who married his second cousin, okay? Yeah. Think about that. You're married to a woman, and you're having an affair with your second cousin until you can get a divorce to marry her. Yeah. Your second cousin was your bitch. So wasn't his wife being abused in that situation? Emotionally, She yeah. wasn't the one filed for divorce, even though she knew about the affair. Yeah. What Was the second cousin being abused? Because she knew of a wife. So women stay in these situations, Charlton, because they said, I don't want to go out and start over. I don't want to have nothing. He has it all. We have a prenuptial. I can't get anything. So a lot of women get into these situations and they don't think they have it out because they don't want to work now. They, they've gotten comfortable. So they say, I'll just take the abuse. abuse. You know, it's partially my fault. If I didn't nag him and all this, that, that's, that's a poor story because yeah. that's because you've been beaten down so much. You start blaming yourself about the abuse that a man will put on you. Yeah. So it becomes acceptable, Charles. You can't do that. I agree. And as a society, and it comes from home, Charlton, even before you get with that man. You know, it, it, there's this thing I've always said. You know, my greatest job in life is to keep my daughter off the pole. And every man knows what I'm talking about. Strip club. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Every one of those girls in a strip club has a dad, all right? Yeah. He didn't teach them self-esteem because all, majority of America is going in and joining them after work or doing lunchtime, regardless, going in and having a dance, having a drink, whatever they want to do. Yeah. Okay? But there's somebody's little girl. There was somebody walking around in pigtails one time, little black patent leather shoes, you know, little ruffled skirt and everything, taking pictures, sitting on a little pony. That's somebody's daughter, Charles. So are we being... But they didn't have a man in their lives to teach them self-worth, self-value, self-esteem. So they started any place that they could get it. So because are... every one of those girls that are doing that in those clubs, there's a woman that's a lawyer, Charles. Yep. There's a woman that's a doctor. There's a woman that works in law enforcement. There's women that are teachers. They chose because they had self-esteem and they had a father that taught them to care about themselves first. Our mother, Not yeah. about some guy that he said, I love you. So because I, he did he just wanted something from you. Well I wonder and So when we look at these situations, Charlton, yeah. where you say, Well, you feel bad because you didn't say something to this hawking guy that was in the parking lot. And no one knows what a situation is that makes these things happen. A lot of people get injured, Charlton, stepping into these situations. And, and it may not have been the original intent but it happens a lot of times. Yeah. And people 
are fearful of putting themselves in peril, putting themselves in hard way. It's not an innate human action to walk into danger. We yeah. just don't do that. We're not wired that way. That's, that's so when, when we see these men constantly abusing these women from a distance, and you think about it, nobody made a phone call, and you're going to tell me that there was no security around there at that time? I didn't see security any. Security let it happen because this was a player of that professional organization. They didn't want to cause this player to lose part of his income. Well, that's and a I good point. that the NFL PA and the league should say, as part of your contract, don't, don't just have a contract. It should be a paragraph in there. You get in any trouble causing conduct detrimental to the organization or the league, yeah. you lose 25% of your salary. 25%. So when a player starts thinking in those numbers, they don't know that until they get suspended for that four games. That four games is 25% of the league season. When they, when they can see the number, so you know what the player's value is on this contract. In that paragraph, just like all other lines that you type in stuff yes. on a player contract in the NFL, if you start putting in there, okay, you're getting $2 million. You get in trouble conduct detrimental, you're going to lose 500000 That's what players understand. Numbers. They, they, all of them can't read. I'm going to be a witness to that. They all can't read. But they understand dollar science, Charlton. So if I'm due to make $2 million, if I do something detrimental to my contract or the team or the league, I'm going to lose a half a million dollars. Yeah. That resonates with a player. So if you're making four million, you're going to lose a million. It starts to resonate when they see the actual number, Charlton. They, they don't get it until they see the actual number. Well, let me ask you this question. Was that Jerry Richardson, the former owner of the Carolina Panthers, he also had his own Harvey Weinstein moment, allegedly. I mean, that's why he stepped down from owner of the Carolina Panthers. And we know there's a lot of things that happen because there are no perfect people. They're only people who pretend to be. But even if we're perfect or not, we still have to find a way to keep people safe, especially young girls. I know grown women can do what they want to do. And they're, listen, I've known some grown women that beat well, up men well, back in the they, day. They, they can't always do what they want to do. And that, that's what I was just thinking about. Yes. They get stuck in these situations where that dependency is there, that will not to ha not have. Yeah. That's where they are. And that's why they stay in these abusive situations, though. There's women listening to our program. They're in abusive situations. They've been in an abusive situation with athletes and men of this mainstream society, though. Yeah. But they sit there and they say, I don't know how to go out and do this all by myself. Yeah. A lot of times, there'll be children involved. They say, well, I'm staying for the kids. Well, you're going to get alimony and child support if that's the case. Yeah. So are you staying for the kids or are the kids your excuse that you don't want to go out and try again? Well, you know, because I... Because you know that you got two or three kids, the dating circle is short. Well, I got to bring this point up, too, because I, I do know of a... I've known of people who've been in those type of relationships where they were actually part of the abusive relationship and they justified it by saying, well, you know, maybe I push his buttons or push the wrong buttons. And that's not guys who were married to, I mean, I'm not talking about athletic. They weren't married to pro athletes per se. So we know that goes on. But I do want to bring up this point before we go on because I don't, I mean, I feel torn. I don't want to ever accuse somebody just because somebody else accused them and say fire the guy lose his job whether it's men or women i just hope you know terry cruz i brought it up earlier former football player he spoke to congress uh, earlier uh, this month i believe where as a big strong striking football player he was assaulted sexually assaulted in hollywood and people think it's just women. And we always say no man or woman deserves to have that happen. Now, here's a big guy that could probably beat most people up if he had to. But like he said, it's about power. And sometimes, if doing something guarantees you make that $10 million and maybe standing up against that person means that you're back on the unemployment line, sometimes people put up with things. And there's a, I just don't want people to have to put up with it, especially young girls, because there's a way that we can step up. But I don't want to put too much on, on Winston and say it's all his fault. 
But I do think that three games is not enough for, think of what you're saying to women that buy the tickets. He has a pattern of this behavior. I'm not gonna sit up here and pat him on the back either. He has a pattern of it because the next woman he talks, he, it might be someone's daughter that, that defends him. But if you get four games for deflating the football, four games for PEDs, which is really an assault on your own body, how do you only get three games for inappropriately touching or assaulting a woman, Big C, your thoughts? Well, Charlton, there's no strict guidelines on NFL misconduct since the Ray Rice case. The NFL botched that. They tried to cover that. Then they tried to reiterate it, Charlton. And they, they just never put down an ironclad rule. And, and that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. You have to put in a player's contract how much it's going to cost them. They don't understand the detriment of what they're doing, Charlton. They don't understand the financial shortfall that's going to come from what they're doing. So when you put it in plain numbers, yeah, like I said, you know, the, the player's making $4 million. You put it in there, you get suspended four games, it's going to cost you $1 million of this money that you're going to make. That's when it resonates in their mind. Because when you talk talking game suspensions and, and you know you, you hear that all the time on television on the other radio stations. Yeah. Everybody, oh, he's facing a, a game suspension, a four game suspension, or one game, or getting it reduced down. They're not telling you, well, it's costing this player, you know, seven hundred sixty thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. They're not saying that. They're just saying game reduction. They're not talking money reduction. Uh, that's when it will start to resonate, and, and that's when the player, that's when it touches him. Yeah. That's why you don't see a repeat, generally, of these players being suspended. And, but that's why you do see them fighting so hard against the suspension. They want to have an appeal. Ezekiel Elliott, he knew what that suspension was going to cost him financially so did last Jones. year because the money he made as a rookie established the base for a second-year contract, yes. okay? So he probably got a 200% pay increase from his rookie contract based on incentive performance, leading the league in rushing, touchdown, leading the team, setting rookie records, Charlton Omar. So he knew what he was on the hook to lose. That's why he fought that six-game suspension. Yes. He knew he was going to be out of a probably $2 million, Charles. Well, let me... Let me That's ask, what he was looking at. I want to I get this thought from you then because you brought up earlier that you don't necessarily walk into a situation to try to break it up. That's what security and law enforcement for. So do athletes, and you covered a lot more sports than I have, I don't believe it's locker room behavior. I think for the most part, you pull people back and say, look, man, what are you doing? Now, he was in that situation by himself, but we know... There's quarterbacks who played in the Super Bowls who were accused of detaining women in locker room, not locker room, but in in uh, bathrooms, restrooms. And restrooms, and they went on to play in the Super Bowl, and no one made a big stink about who they were. But you can Google what I'm talking about. It wasn't athlete's responsibility. It actually happened down in Atlanta, Joe. Yeah. So does an athlete have? And I know the answer is probably no. But do they normally stand by and watch this happen, or is it just all talk? Well, we all talk a big game, but every athlete knows some some teammate that has that type of predatory behavior, and they say nothing because, like the guy that played for the Raiders and Alvin Davis was there at the time, they got to let this guy play because he's an all-pro player. Do they say, hey, shut up, this guy's our cash cow, you leave him alone or you'll be traded, Big C, your thoughts? Well, Charlton, look at this. You said this occurred in the players' parking lot. Yeah. Don't they have security at the stadium? They sure Every do. Every pro event has security in the parking lot, especially where the players park, all throughout the stadium. There's police enforcement all around these facilities. So if you heard it, there were people in the security staff that heard it, okay? Yeah. Their job is to stop and protect and intervene. Yeah. They choose not to. Yeah. Because they're worried about their employment. If they get this player in trouble, they're out of a job. Yeah. This has become a societal problem, Charlton, in America. That we've become desensitized to noise. You think about when car alarms came out several decades ago. Yeah. That car alarm went off, everybody would turn their head. Yeah. Looking, trying to see where it was. Cars beeping, lights beeping. Yeah. You know, it was a new toy to American society. 
car, ten car can, alarms could go off in the parking lot right now. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody they cares. They walking. They become desensitized to it. Yeah. So you got to look at noises in America. No one in America pays it to the noises unless they hear screeching tires and a car crash. Yeah. Oh, then everybody wants to look. But other noises, when people feel that they're not going to see carnage, Americans don't stop. They become totally desensitized to screaming, yelling, anything, Charlie, because we're a noise society. And half the people now walking around with these earplugs in, Yep. you can be talking to them and they don't even know it. <laughs> yeah, I, I said it. I, I, I'm guilty of that one too, Big C. Sometimes, sometimes I do it on purpose. I don't want to be heard, Big C. I do want to say that sports is a billion dollar industry and boys and girls sports is the foundation to this billion dollar industry for every athletic and sporting event. The unique athletic and sporting insurance, we work with Ben and Mark, they've been around half a century. They work with pro teams, collegiate teams, your high school teams, even your mom and pop soccer league. When you reach out to them, let them know Big C sent you. Big C, I gotta say that I, I love the fact that it's a teaching moment for everybody. Because for men, again, Jimbo Fisher, not knocking Jimbo, he can't be responsible for everybody, but these coaches get paid a lot of money to turn the other shoulder, what you call a, a blind eye, Big C. I just hope that people are mindful of that because we are responsible for our own actions. And speaking of being responsible for our own actions, would you believe that Winston gets a pay raise next year, so he's going to take the suspension now where it won't cost him as much. In College World Series, them good old boys from Oregon, I told you those Beavers are going to come back, Big C. I know you like them Arkansas Razorbacks, but which one would win in a fight? Which one, who would win a fist fight, a beaver or a Razorback, Big C? I know you've eaten both of them, Big C. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're talking about two long, two animals, Captain Wood, yeah. when you look at that. The beaver has the better, you know, tail to hit you with, but when you talk about those Razorbacks, Charlton, Which one tastes long, better? Which one tastes better, Big C? Which one tastes better? <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm kind of partial to that wild hog. You know, because, you know, you, you can do so many things with a beaver. I mean, you can't feed a party with a beaver. <laughs> yeah. You got to go out and get a whole lot of pelts. But that hog, you know, he can come in at a couple hundred pounds and you, you can have some fun with him. I mean, you, you can have it dry on with salt. Yeah. Everything's going to be good. But, yeah. you know, in a fight, put it this way you don't want to back up a razor back. Yeah. He's going to come after you. That's true, Big C. I tell you what happens. When you got uh, big old Phil, Uncle Phil, putting money into your program up at Oregon State, we told you before, they, there was a couple of years ago that they didn't even have a stadium. And if we look at what they're doing now, with all the success they're having up there in the great Northwest, Corvallis is not a big town. They're, they're pretty much a college town environment. But for them to be the best baseball program on the West Coast, you think of programs like a UCLA, or USC, or Cal and Stanford, them good old boys, they're the ones representing the West Coast, and they're probably the smallest city in the Pac-12 with a sports program in Oregon State. I know that University of Arkansas, I, are they in Pine Bluff? I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure where Pine Bluff is. Fayetteville, okay, Fayetteville. But not the biggest city in Arkansas, so what is it about Oregon State I think we just said it, it was Uncle Phil's money, but before they had a nice stadium, they were playing in, in like makeshift stadiums, Big C. How have they been a dominant program more so than Arizona State, USC, UCLA, Stafford, and Cal over the last couple of seasons, Big C, your thoughts? Well, Charlton, they had won back-to-back -back NCAA titles before Uncle Phil had built them an on-campus facility. Yeah. But w when you look at these smaller-town programs, Charlton, that, that have success, you know, there's something about community and players being able to concentrate yeah. on their sport. There's not so many distracting scenarios that you look at. I mean, you even see that in college football. How big do you think Tuscaloosa, Alabama is? So, you know, they don't even have an airport. Oh, really? So, yeah, when you think about Tuscaloosa, Alabama, that's a small town. It's so, a college town. So they got to travel so, on a bus to get to an airport to fly out someplace they, then? They got to fly to Birmingham. They got a drive to Birmingham bus ride, 90-minute bus ride to Birmingham to get on a plane, Charlton. Okay. So they don't fly in and out of Tuscaloosa. Yeah. So when you look at these small towns and, and wonder why they have such success, because they don't have all of those distractions, Charlton. 
that, that give players other things to look at. You, you look at Clemson, South Carolina. Yeah. Same thing, Charlton. They don't have an airport, okay? Look really? how dominant that program has become. Yeah. Majority of these SEC schools, Charlton, do not have a major airport in their city. The ones that are successful. Wow. Knoxville, you know, Tennessee. You, you, you know, you look at these small towns in, you know, Gainesville, Florida, University of Florida. They don't have it, y'all. Yeah. So w when you start looking around and you look at these big cities, Los Angeles, look look how many major universities are in Los Angeles. Yeah. When was the last time one of those teams, Charlton, was in the top five or top six in the country? Look at the distractions that they have going on. When you hear about it with the professional teams, you think that the college players are not trying to get in on that action also? Yeah. So they have too many things to distract them in these major cities. When you look at Tallahassee, now they have an airport down there. Yeah. Florida State was there. Winston was there. But Charlton, look at these players when they think that they become bigger than what the game is. Jameis Winston was the anointed one. He was a redshirt freshman at Florida State. He was a star on the baseball team when he didn't play football. Then all of a sudden he came in as a true freshman, wins the Heisman Trophy, Charlton. Yep. There was nothing you could say to this guy, do to this guy. He felt that he was entitled. You could walk into a store, steal crab legs. Well, I don't know if he stole them. <laughs> but he walked out with them. I thought crab was dumb. He walked out with them. Okay. For him. So I'm not going to say he stole them. <laughs> he left the facility without making a, uh, an exchange. Okay, yeah. So let's say that. He left the facility without making an exchange. Yes. He had several incidents. But when he got on television, Charlton, and said, I must be accountable for my actions, and I must learn from my mistake. Yeah. So th that's what the NFL is telling him. You got to be accountable for your actions because you did not learn from your mistake. Yeah. You're repeating the same thing. And I don't know what that terminology, Charlton, is. If you do the same thing over and over and get the same negative results. Yes. What does that mean? Uh, you haven't learned your lesson? <laughs> <laughs> Something stupid is going on. Yeah. You know? But, you know, I, it, it's getting to the point because, I mean, on the other shows, you just hear the repeat cycle of where this free agent player is going, where this free agent basketball player is going. Yeah. Sometime you got to sit up and stir your own drink. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Don't sit there and think that everything with foam on the top is good. Everybody's not drinking a cappuccino all day long <laughs> or a nice cold beer. Oh, man, I okay? feel stupid. I ordered some coffee, and I didn't know I didn't know what it was. I just said, I have what she's having. And they gave me this coffee. It had all this white foam on top of it. I said, man, this is bad coffee. I want you to take it back. He said, are you sure? I said, yeah, I want I want coffee. And I didn't know I was throwing away Frappuccino because I'm not that much of a, I like my coffee with black, with a little bit of sugar, maybe a little cream, but I don't want all that foam. You're saying foam is not a bad thing for coffee, Big C? It, it, depending <laughs> on how sweet you are, Charles. <laughs> okay. You know, but, you know <laughs> when, when we look at these athletes, yeah. And these shows that give them a pass all the time. Yes. And I understand that you're making money by promoting the athletes and the events and all of that. But you're going to make that same money being honest about what you're saying about athletes. Yeah. But you can't make a saint out of a little center all the time. Yeah. Okay. And that's what a lot of these guys do. But Charlton, when I look around and I don't see athletes, certain athletes ever get in trouble. Is that a bad thing? And, and so we almost like glorify the negativity that comes to athletes, whether it's the flake gate, whether it's spy gate, whether, you know, these assaults are occurring or not occurring. Yes. You know, whether it's the DUIs. I mean, when we look at the criminal blog in professional football, you know, we, we had the kid in, in, with the Giants. You know, beating up his wife all the Josh, time. Was it Josh Gordon, I think? Josh Gordon, I think, yeah. is the name. It, it, it was Josh Brown. The kicker oh, Josh with Brown. The I'm sorry. Josh Brown. I'm Josh probably. Gordon with the Giants. I mean, the Cleveland Browns with the marijuana and the DUIs all the time. Yeah. The NFL hierarchy, a.k.a. ownership. Yeah. If you can make me money, I will turn a blind eye to things. You, you think about Gordon. He's been suspended three, four times. For substance abuse. Matter of fact, missed an entire year one time. Yeah. And it, the league keeps letting him back. So when, when the league keeps letting players back that are consistent 
rule breaker stuff. That's a clue. They, they're habituals. Yeah. And the league said, well, because he's fast and he can run and he can catch, we got to give him a chance. Yep. You know, you think about if you're on your job as a person and you do your job, you do it well, but you're habitually late all the time. Yeah. You're missing days. You come in intoxicated, but you're still a solid, hard worker. Yeah. Does the company keep up, keep you there? Do they tolerate you or they say, you know, we appreciate what you've done for us. It's just, this is not working out. Yeah. And that, we're going to have to let you go. It, uh, Think that, about that. That depends, though. As American citizens, yeah. are you allowed the same autonomy that an athlete is? If you're Matt Lauer, Weinstein, Bill O'Reilly, it depends on who you are, Big Fee. If you're high up, the answer obviously is yes. So I just don't want to throw every athlete under the bus, but I do want to protect women. There's no excuse and, and, and for it. And I'm yeah. not, Charlton. What yeah. I'm saying is those who consistently and habitually commit these situations, Charlton, that they put themselves in. I don't see anybody walking up telling the athlete, you have to go commit this indecent act that you're about to do. Right. No one is forcing them to do that. No one is forcing them to say, you have to drink and get behind the wheel of a car. Yeah. You have to take these PEDs to be better. We, we don't see anybody doing that, Charlton. This is the reason why all the leagues have this little clause in the contract. Yeah. Saying conduct detrimental to the team and to the league. Well, if and we, if yeah. so, these are the actions that can be taken against you. They don't say will. Yeah. They can be taken against you. Yeah, that's true. I tell you what. I talked to a number of athletes. One of them told me, a baseball player. He wasn't just talking to me, he was talking to other people. By taking whatever he was taking, he could make $22 million a year. By not being able to perform at that level, maybe he's a mainstream guy making 50000 Who Who wouldn't do it? I mean, that's just the reality. I think sports has to have some leniency. As you mentioned, I'm not an advocate for anything, but marijuana's just passed again in another state. And there was a time when athletes would get suspended for it, but the league would give you opioids to say it's legal. One's known to really cause a lot of bodily damage and organ damage, the other is not. So I'm not gonna advocate and sit here and say who should take what, but I do know the average person- But you gotta look at this, Charlton. Yeah. Those opioids are not on the banned substance list. I know, that's my point. So, you know, and, and, but but that's what the rules are set up to be. Yeah. The, the league knows what it is, and the league knows where they make money at. Oh, yeah. You know, marijuana wasn't legal, Trump. The, the, the league didn't have a contract with a marijuana supplier. Not yet. Okay? <laughs> they weren't getting endorsed. You didn't see no leaf signs around in the, you didn't see no zigzag signs around in the stadium, Trump. You didn't see smoke freely in the stadium? No. So unless something's endorsing the league, Charlton, paying endorsement money, yeah, it's going to be illegal. Yeah. When you see in every stadium, Charlton, do you not see health care companies in there, Charlton? Yeah. You're not, do you not see hospitals? You know, these people are the ones who give out the pharmaceuticals, Charlton. Yeah. The pharmaceutical company can sponsor the hospital in a stadium, okay? Yeah. Makes it look like the hospital's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So th there's ways of funneling. The, the marijuana company had no way of funneling. They couldn't do it through a tobacco company. They couldn't put the zigzag roller paping up, up in the stadium, Charlton. Not yet. Because everyone knew what that would have meant. Yes. So until the league can make money off of something, Charlton, it will always be on the bad substance list. Yeah. They can't go out and say we can make money off steroids because somebody will make a synthetic steroid that they can't, that will be better than the one that they're marketing. Yeah, I mean, it's something that we all got to look into, and, and hopefully we will. I, I want to bring up, when you talk about the what happens, the, the Ryder Cup, we talk about golf and how, how important it is for golf to keep doing something to infuse some hope into that great sport. It's not an exciting sport but it's a great sport and when you think about the Ryder Cup Tiger Woods and Phil I, I would love to see them in there it's going to be in France at the end of September and we know Jim Furyk he's the 
He's the captain. I hope that he can select both. I know as far as the United States wise, Phil's with the top 10. Tiger's like ranked 39th. Based on rankings, rankings based on what he's still better than the 39th golfer out there. Even just coming out of surgery, I know a lot of good old boys say, well, he'll never win again. He'll win another major. He's only 42. He'll probably keep golf until he's about 48, maybe 50. But your thoughts on seeing them added to the Ryder Cup, even if they're not in the top eight from the U.S., is that is that bad or good? I think it's good because golf needs ambassadors more so than good players who are not as known, well-known, because of your thoughts. Well, you know, the, the Ryder Cup, Charlton, is like the Olympics of golf. Is that you want people there that are going to draw people, and and it's good things. You, you know, you got an all-star team from every country yeah. showing up, and, and these events are supposed to be for the fans. Yep. You know, when, when you put together a big-time sporting event, the number one thing in your mind should be the fan. Yeah. Because he's the one that's going to be watching. He's the one that's going to be buying the ticket. So you want to put people out there that they care to see. You know, it's like all-star events now where they have the fan voting. Yeah. That's who the fans want to see. That's who the fans feel should be there. Yeah. Whether they're the best at that time or not, they're fan favorites. And so sports should not lose the context of that. Fan favorite means something. It carries a lot of weight. It does. That's who I want to see as a fan. I mean, there's, there's guys that have great years every year, but we don't even know who they are. No. You, you can look around baseball now, Charlton, and you look at the top ten statistics in every division. Yes. There's four guys in each one of those that no one knows who they are. Nobody knows. Yep. Are they a bad player? No. But when you're look, looking at an all-star event, is that who you want to pay to see? Yep. If you're going to a home, a home run derby, do you want some big name hitters in there that you recognize? Well, when you look at a slam dunk contest at the NBA that has lost a lot of its luster, yeah, and you have guys winning that's getting 12 to 13 minutes of game playing time. Yeah, and nobody knows great there. Athlete. Yeah, and, you know, last couple of dunk contests, like who is this? <laughs> you know, that that's what it is. You want to see a star come out. And get in the dunk contest, Charlton. Yeah. And they say one, they do it once, maybe twice, and that's it. As they get on their career, they don't want to be involved. But the fans will pay premium dollar to see the guys who can slam it during the game being in a dunk contest, just like in a home run derby, Charlton, in baseball season that we have now. Yeah. They will pay to see the top home run guys that they know be in a home run derby. Yeah. Last year when Aaron Judge was in the home run derby in, in, in Miami. Yes. You saw all these beards and robes in the stand. Yeah. Because he was the fan favorite, Charleston. And he didn't let the fans down. No, I He I, gave I, them I what they came for. Yeah. And so this is one of the things that all professional sports need to look at. I agree. The fan, not the press writers, Charleston. Yeah. Not the media should control what occurs with players because if a player won't give you an interview, or a la Ter Terrell Owens, yes. who said he's not going to be at the Hall of, Fame, Hall of Fame induction ceremony this year, first time a player that's alive will not attend. Because of his relationship with the media, the media bypassed him for three years, Dalton. Yeah. Three years because of personal feeling. Yeah. Not based on his Hall of Fame numbers, because of personal feeling. And see, that's a time when the league needs to step in and say, no, he goes in. You're going to put a guy in that has gun charges, a receiver, because he played receiver with Peyton Manning, but he's up on gun charges in Philadelphia. Wow. You're going to put him in the Hall of Fame ahead of Terrell Owens because he talked to you all the time. Isn't that something? Man, that's... That's how our society is. That That's real talk, Big C. I, I, I think there's, there's no perfect people and this relationship that media has with athletes i mean I, I love sports but without i can speak for myself you can speak for yourself i'm not hoping that some athlete comes on the big c sports and hey can i get your thoughts i really don't care what his thoughts are because his job is on the field and when he goes onto the show and talks he's normally going to talk about himself anyway and oftentimes 
I mean, everybody has their own angle, but I see all the time when I watch, and I challenge anyone when you watch your main shows, whenever they have a player on, all they talk about is what you already know. Who he played for, when he played, did he think he was a Hall of Fame player? I mean, that's fine, but that's like a, a 10 second conversation. I would rather have someone on like a Harry Edwards if I have anyone on, because a talk show to me, in my opinion, is going back and forth, extemporaneous speaking. If you if you bring in an athlete who could do that, yeah, they're worth listening to. But outside of that, I don't want to hear a guy just sit up and talk about himself for a 10, 15 minute interview. But I do say with, with Tio, for Tio not going in whether people agree with that or not, he earned it on the field because there are a lot of guys that don't have his numbers that are in there. Whether he talks or not, I think it's every player's choice. I still wonder how come we don't have Jim Plunkett from the Bay Area in the Hall of Fame with two Super Bowl championships, Big C. That, to me, that still is striking to me. I do want to jump on one more sport real quick. When you talk about greatness, Serena Williams, the 25th seed at Wimbledon this season, we know she's given birth to a beautiful child, taking the time to get back into the game that she loved so much and set the world on fire. But we know she's better than the world's 25th seeded tennis player, Big C. Your thoughts? Well, Charlton, Wimbledon did a great service to her by seeding her so high, giving her an opportunity to play on some of the better courts there at Wimbledon, Charlton. One of, one of the things that you, you think about Wimbledon and what I was just saying, letting the fans select. Wimbledon did it right. They did it for the fans. They understand that the fans come there to see certain players. Yeah. Certain players draw. So they deserve certain seating based on the history of what they've done there. And, and so that's what Serena has done. She's created a legacy at Wimbledon. And, yeah. and when you think about the people who set up the matches and the officials there, they respect what she has done and what she does for that great event on Milan over in England. Yeah. They don't have the snobbishness that we have here in the U.S. They're not concerned about what the U.S.'s media's thoughts is. They understand what the fanfare is there in England and how they appreciate the Williams sisters over the decades, Joe. Yeah. So they made the right decision. Yeah. Here in the U.S., she couldn't get seated in any tournament she was in. Yeah. You know, she was like a player. Yeah. So th th this is what we have in, in this country, and that's part of the media. They said, well, she hasn't played. You know, she doesn't deserve it. She does, Charlton. She's the queen of tennis. Oh, yeah. If she just shows up in a pair of blue jeans and sneakers <laughs> and a halter top, yeah. <laughs> she should get seated. Well, I'm, I'm still upset with mainstream that I, I, I looked at the, the ESPN body issue, and I still didn't see a picture of Big C. I know you said they thought you were too political, so they didn't want to have you in there with all your political opinions on things, Big C. They just, they, are they saying they want to dumb down? They just want you to shut up and dribble to make the body issue, Big C. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> well, Charlton, you know, they, they, they were looking, you know, at my period, yeah. okay? Yeah. And they didn't want that much focus to be on one man. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's what funny. they were looking at. Well, you know, I, I saw Greg Norman leaning, leaning over his putter. Yeah. You know, you know, I, I saw Saquon Barkley holding a little football. Same body type. You know. <laughs> well, the thing was, Charlton. Yeah. We were trying to figure out what type of four-legged animal I could hold on. <laughs> and so, since we couldn't come to consensus, yeah. we just all bowed out. Uh, that's that's fair. All bowed out. Understand. I want to also defend Bill Russell. For what happened at the NBA Award Show, when he had a, a gesture to Charles Barkley, I, I know people can say what they want, but in my mind, and he didn't try to make much of it, so he apologized for it. But I thought he was saying that Charles Barkley, when Charlie Barkley had some type of snide comment to make, he said, "You don't even have one ring on, on your finger." They made it seem like he was giving Charles the finger and big your thoughts. <laughs> Well, you know, you, you, you got to look at Bill Scatter now. Yeah. L let's look at this. Yeah. Uh, how many pro rings Bill got? I'm not trying to add them up on the fingers. I think he got, four, think he got six, 11. Eight. Okay, 10. Yeah. Okay, so think about this. If you put two on the thumb. Yes. Two on the index finger. Go to the little finger, put two over there. If you, you put two on the 
finger next to the little finger, and the index finger, and the middle finger. Yep. He put three on there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what he was showing. He was showing the 11 sign. <laughs> if, you, if you sit there and you stack the rings on those fingers, that's like, you're going to get three rings on the middle finger, which yeah. is going to extend beyond the other four. So that's 11. And yeah. I, I don't know what everybody said. He said, Charles, you need to win what? I got 11. And he was showing them to him. I thought that was funny, Big C, but, you know, it's a faux pas. Athletes talk crap to each other. We all know that. We know that all over the world, World Cup is great. A lot of people are having a great time. Germany being knocked off. Yeah. That, yeah. When, we, when guys, when we get together and all that, and we always know we, we got buddies that don't have a ring. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And we start show, showing rings because we do it when we get together. You know, that that's the cockiness of athletes and ex-athletes. Yep. And you'll ask somebody who is a great player, what's your ring, man? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yep. And they're an all-time great. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, man, this was from that season. This was that season. <laughs> yeah. You know, let me see yours, huh? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I want to be that easy. Kills, that kills the elephant in the room every time. I, I, I agree. I want to be easy on, on Bill because people know he said hey, he apologized. It happened on TV. But I thought he was just saying, where's your ring? You know, I don't think he was trying to give him an insult, but that's that's me wanting to be on Bill's side. I, I know in, in the World Cup over, you know, I, I told you we've been having some snack crackling and pop on our, in our phone lines, Big C. Uh, AT&T's been working on the issue. They traced it back to Russia, <laughs> okay? It is, I don't know if it's some World Cup transmission following Big C's sport, or it might be Putin and the, the Kremlin following Big C's sport, but I think we got it worked out today. And we know that all's fair in love and war. Last thing I want to touch on, I know the NBA is wondering who's going to go where. But WNBA, Brittany Griner, 10 career regular season dunks by Phoenix. Great athlete. We want to give women some love too. Big C, your thoughts? Well, Charleston, she has to be one of the all-time greats in the NBA. You think about a woman having 10 games during the re- 10 times during the regular season having dunks. Yep. You know, we, we've always, and we talked about that, the highlights of, of the NBA, you know, all-star dunk contest. Yeah. And, and how it became an iconic thing, and now we don't know who's in it. Yeah. But for a woman to have the hop to do this during game competition, Charlton, this is why the, the media doesn't always play fair. Yeah. This should be a bigger story than what it is, that Brittany Griner has dunked the ball ten times. I know Lisa Leslie was the first lady to do it in actual competition in the NBA, uh, WNBA game. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think after that, they said, well, you know, it's just a guy thing. You, you, you look at these highlight shows, Charlton, when a guy dunks a basketball. Yes. You, you see it for the next three days. You sure do. And he's posterized somebody. We don't see Brittany get the same love from these sports shows. No. I tell you what, she'll get it on Big C Sports. I love everybody. I love the world of sports, love politics. I even love when we talk about religion. I hear guys saying we want to pray for people. I believe in prayer. Bring the whole world together. If you know anybody you care about them, tell them, call them and tell them you care about them. Call them and tell them you're thinking about them because life is a gift and we all got to open that gift every day. Big C, back in the day, there was a man by the name of Drew Bandini Brown. He was known as Muhammad Ali's right-hand man, he would always tell Ali, with all you got to use, how can you lose? Rumble, young men rumble, Big C. What are you looking forward to in the sports universe? You know, I'm looking to find an Adam Silver and hanging out with him somewhere, Dalton. You know, he, he just got a new contract extension that's going to take him to the 23-24 season in the NBA. They didn't disclose the money that he's getting, <laughs> but I guarantee you he's getting big. He's getting max money that a player would get, y'all. Oh yeah, he's getting that money. And speaking of money, I want, I want, I still want that hundred million dollars, Big C. Go find Big C. Hot. What's it called, Big C? Go find Big C. Hundred million dollars, Big C. Every Monday through Friday at five and six p.m. worldwide. Follow Big C Sports on the Big C Sports Network on the number one network in the United States of America and Big C Sports has been voted the number one sports show in the universe, according to Big C and them good old boys down south. I want to say there's never, ever any excuse for domestic violence. If you know any man or woman going through that garbage, please call 911 because no man or woman should ever have to go through that garbage on their own. And as we always tell you on every Big C sports show, we thank you, we appreciate you, and we hope that you have a super 
fantastic day. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.